Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. Talk about songs. We certainly do. This is PJ Banaka. I'm here with Shadow Watkins, and we are at last talking about all 40 in the America's Damn 40 Countdown. Actually, it's Mark and Sarah talk about songs. I'm Sarah D. Bunting. This is Mark Blankenship. Mark Blankenship! Hi. Uh, Shadow sends his regrets, but he has crabs. <laughs> Again? Yeah, I know. He Man. was just as surprised as I was. Just get a like rubbing alcohol dispenser and put it by your vibrating uh-huh. water bed. Shadow, do we have to think of everything? Um, you know, for kids. It's uh, Mark and Sarah talk about songs, the WMST Moist FM season, and this is the finale in which the final five songs enter the fray, and then we, and you, the listeners who voted, assemble with the force of law, the final America's Damn 40. I am very excited, but also apprehensive because we have some crazy shit jumping on the wagon at the last second. Mark, can you please tell us which songs are joining us today? Why, yes, I can. Uh, the first song we'll be discussing today is We Just Disagree by Dave Mason. <clears throat> Why, yes, I can. The first song we'll be discussing today is We Just Disagree by Dave Mason. Then Wham Bam Shangalang by <laughs> Silver. When I Need You by Leo Sayer, Woman in Love by Barbara Streisand, and You're the Inspiration by Chicago. Uh, You're my inspiration today and always um, (laughs) as we embark upon this exercise in, among other things, advanced mathematics, as well as humidity levels. Do you have anything that... uh, that you need to talk about before we talk about Dave Mason? I think just to let the listeners know, at the end of this episode, we will, of course, be revealing where the five new songs rank, but we will also be revealing the official entire top 40, as well as our final individual top 10s, both my top 10, Sarah's top 10, and the listeners' top 10. So there's going to be a lot of important legally binding information coming at you at the end of this episode. Um, (laughs) Grab a copy of the law review, get Claire Kincaid on the phone at the graveyard and uh, we'll be ready to go. I was just going to say with the help of a scentless white candle (laughs) and a woman in a turban, but we'll be talking about Babs later. First, let's start with, we just disagree. (laughs) We just disagree. Well, the rails have come off already, everyone. Person <laughs> <laughs> oh, might be wearing a turban right damn now. Okay, but yes, first, number 12 on the Hot 100. This was the only top 40 hit for Dave Mason, a one-time member of the band Traffic. This is, again, called We Just Disagree. And uh, let's hear a little clip. Just 
Now that is I'm that with... a live recording? <laughs> uh, maybe. Because that stank he puts on the vocal is uh, exciting to me. Huh. I uh, Listening to this again, and I like pulled this clip, so I don't know what my problem is, but I may have ranked this too low. There is a lot of... So do you have anywhere to stay? Oh, you do. Oh, t- no reason. Like, which is actually pretty moist. Like that subterfuge about trying to get it in with an X. Um, and this is pretty moist sounding from an album that is called Let It Flow. <laughs> so there's that. But like. I don't know if you had this experience with it, but the song from like a construction standpoint, like it never quite gets there. Like it, it feels like it's always building to some more satisfying aural moment that it never yes. quite achieves, even though it's not unpleasant to listen to. Um, the, And maybe that reflects the lyrical content, which, um, sort of expresses this like vague dissatisfaction of that one X that you're like, wow, so that was a total waste of time and we're not even going to do the reunion tour in uh, the bone zone. So uh, like, I guess you could argue all of that, but this song qua song is just kind of a B for me. Mm -hmm. It's like an 84. I mean, not at your school, ultra giggles, but uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, Uh. (laughs) But it's like, maybe it is a little more um, sort of passive aggressive, oh, look who's a big feminist now, than I gave it um, blame for. But I didn't rank this very high. Like, I'm not angry with the song, but it's not, I don't think it's in the conversation for the top either. So I had it at uh, number 24, which is 17 points. Okay. So one of the things that was very interesting for me, Sarah, is that we have never had 40 fucking spots that we've had to choose from before when Mm -hmm. ranking songs. And so what happened to me is I started to think, well, if you make it into the top 20, that means you are one of the, you are in the top half of this entire ranking. And I do not think that we just disagree is one of the top 50% moistest songs that we've talked about in this season. Me neither. But that being said, there is a <clears throat> there's something just about the chord structure that almost feels moist to me. It's like the most um, made in a factory southern rock sound that you could ask for, or like like Eagles rock. I'm I'm not choosing the right adjective, but it's just like that sort of California '70s quote unquote well structured rock song sound is this song. Sure. And completely unsurprisingly, there was a country version of this song that was a hit in the 90s by a guy named Billy Dean. And uh, I remember that one, actually, because it was on the radio when my uh, school bus driver would drive me to and from school. But anyway, I was actually surprised I didn't know that that wasn't the only version of this song, because, of course, I had not really thought about that song since I was on the bus back in the day. Well, but um, yeah, yeah. I think that this is more like it's too much of a template for it to really make a strong impact on me. And I think that what you said is right. It feels like it's building to something that it doesn't quite get to. And I feel like that his vocal thing that we just heard in that clip isn't really supported by the song itself. No. And I think 
Well, if this is what you wanted, maybe you should have added an extra verse. I mean, he didn't write the song, but still whatever. So for me, I gave this, I similarly to you, uh, uh, a mid, a mid table position at number 22 Uh with 19 points. And then the patrons, um, less enthusiastic, put it in 30th place with 11 points. I, um, that's interesting because I feel like, um, this was a, this was a listener suggestion. No? Yeah, it was now that you mention it. Well, you know, maybe that listener voted for it. Which but, is, uh, yeah, but that is kind of a, um, that kind of goes into the content of the song that they see each other again and she's like, yeah, nope. Nope. You know, I thought that was, <laughs> was a good idea, but I was really wearing a lot of, uh, oh, I don't know, insert some sort of eau de mer or whatever some fake sounding perfume is and high karate yes and it really changed my brain chemistry for an evening that'll happen um speaking of just for an evening if if we've concluded our remarks about mr dave mason who i will thank for not being named dan shall we thought about it (laughs) dan mason uh shall we move along then to wham bam shang (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So this song peaked at number 16. It was the only chart appearance for the Canadian band Silver. Um, they are the true definition of a one hit wonder. And uh, I don't know if hearing this song, it's not like it sounds all that different from some songs by bands that had lots of hits. But for Silver, this was it. Uh, here's a clip from Wham Bam Shangalang. God, this is so fucking cold. <laughs> okay. Uh, quick story about this song. I first heard it because when I was driving to Toronto a million years ago with a friend of Mastas, Dan Rogie, we bought a uh, One Hit Wonders tape at some gas station in like Oneonta. Um, and right. it included this song and uh, that uh my I'm gonna put my blue jeans on song, which um Dan Rogie having um like being a veteran of working at the gap was like I fucking can't. So we pulled over in a parking lot in Grimsby, Ontario, threw the tape out the window and drove over it to, to <laughs> kill it. <laughs> With Amazing. fire. Um every single song on there is quite bad, but also quite sticky. And I will say that about this song that um even though everything it's doing is quite annoying uh it will stay in your head um but once again as we so often are in this countdown we are confronted by um existential moisture (laughs) questions like this sounds like you could wring it out and get a full glass of water but uh the lyrics are quite 
overt. But it was mm-hmm. like, um, so, you know, now that I don't have to chase you anymore, I am bored. We got a love that isn't a love to stay. I thought we agreed on what we need. Like, basically, he's just like, no, but the thing is that I told you that I don't want a commitment stage five clinger. <laughs> so I don't think that's that moist. No. Oh, my God. We had like the same fucking journey on this song. Because I had never heard of it before. And as as I was listening to it the first time, I was distracted by other things. And I thought, oh, this is going to rank pretty high. And then I read the following lyrics. Um, I think you're seeing what I've been saying because I hear you sing into the tune I'm playing. And now that it's said and we both understand, let's say our goodbyes before it gets out of hand. Um, In other words, it's a fucking run. This is a fucking run. Yeah. Like, pack up your diaphragm. And beat it. Uh, I mean, that said, it does sound extremely moist. And it's sort of a pity that the lyrics are so overtly like, let me um, combine the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am locution with this old school um, teen angel style, like scat lyric right in the title. Like, there's just a lot going on, and as I said before, most of it is not so good. Um, This still ranked higher than We Just Disagree for me, though. Not much, Mm. but this is one of those, like, not great unwashed middle, but like I said in a previous episode, everything between 15 and 30 is kind of like, it's all one big 17 and three quarters, kind of. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely we got to put shit somewhere. And this was my 22, 19 points. All right. And then for me, this was my 25, 16 mm. points. Yeah. And uh, I think it's worth noting that this song is not good, but very catchy, probably in part because it was co-produced by Clive Davis. Oh, yeah. And I, I just feel like notes and forgot Clive Davis can turn just about any old horse apple into a piece of fruit that you want in the fruit salad, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, uh, you know, that um, there were some sparks coming off that simile that I was like, I don't know, can he turn it around? But of course he could. Uh, thank you for acknowledging that, or thank you for saying that I did, that I pulled off that linguistic trick. Anyway, the, um, the patrons could have cared less about <laughs> this song. Out of 40 songs, they gave Silver... The old heave ho way down at number 34 for a mere seven points. <laughs> well. Um, so fuck you, Silver. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, th- they've got a love that isn't a love to stay for that song. Or, or shall I say, hi ho, Silver. Away. Yeah. Away. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now, next, we have a song that reached number one in the United States, Sarah. And this is a bit of a spoiler to say that you and I have already had a Slack exchange this week to say that we don't hate this song. Why, what are we talking about with such soft praise? It's When I Need You by Leo Curly-Headed Sayer. It is. Um, Before we embark upon the clip, let me just say that uh, my notes include the phrase, the saxophone of lonesome fwappery. <laughs> to, good luck good luck coming back from that all of us but especially you mr sayer and here's that clip telephone can't take the place of your smile 
very much like hello this is another song where a guy's like you're not here but if i close my eyes and think about it mom don't come in yeah if i just hold out my hand like i assume it's your (laughs) dominant hand and the other hand is full of something um Uh, this is i I think it's pretty moist to have your song be this kind of a little bit of a throwbacky sound but also some like casio fweedling happening and then basically for your lyric to be like so look i'm on the road i am not fucking any groupies as far as you know so what i would like you to do is have phone sex with me slash only jerk off and not fuck anybody else until i get home right which is like whatever not necessarily a fair cop but uh like that's that's pretty moist that is pretty moist. Like this is a this is a um flap aria, I feel. Um yes. it, with that said, it it kind of is not that um it's not lying to itself or anyone else. It might be unrealistic about what it can expect, but I don't think the song is trying to get away with anything. So it wasn't as moist as it could have been. But it was the high ranker for me among today's songs. I had it at number 12, 29 Ooh. points. Ooh, yes. Well, I also had it in the top half because I agree with you that, I, for one thing, this vocal style is just a moist vocal style. It is. When you have these sort of clear, unaffected um, supper club notes, uh, that is <laughs> supper a club moist style. It is. You're so right. And that gently rolling drum behind it, you know, that's that rhythm of like, hey, baby, you know, if you move your hips in the same rhythm, we might end up with a baby. Like, nope. So, but then also the fact that the song is trying so hard to be tender, but then actually includes the lines. I've actually been obsessed with this part of this song from the first time I heard it many years ago. When I need love... I hold out my hands and I touch love. Uh, I never knew there was so much love keeping me warm night and day. That is so embarrassing. Like you wrote that <laughs> and sang it out loud. Yeah. Like if like when we start out, I feel like the metaphor is, you know, your seminal fluid output and now keeping you warm night and day. Like where Are we anatomically right now, Leo? Well, that is also some shit that if Ralph Wiggum said it to Lisa Simpson, (laughs) would still be laughing about how inept he is as a wordsmith. (gasps) Oh, I choo choo choose to say that this song is very moist. I yeah, I think that's 
I think that is a key aspect of moisture. There's the you upness, which this definitely has. There's the sort of subterfuge, which this doesn't exactly have. And then there's also this like confident in its own quote tenderness, like you were yes. saying, um, slash oblivious to its own cringosity. Yes. And I think that the songs that succeed on the weird spectrum that we've created are the songs that <clears throat> that succeed the best, the most are the ones that have confidence and awareness and deception. Like there's yes. all something, but, and, but if you are, but this song only has one of them, which is an unearned confidence. And, uh, but it does have that in spades. And so this song did bend my moistness Wookiee. And it is uh, for me, number 18 with 23 points. <laughs> and, uh, right in between us, actually, the patrons put it in 16th place with 25 points. So a solid showing all around here in the late breaking uh, episode from Leo Sayer. Indeed. All right. Roll out the red carpet and get that nail glue ready. S some shit, I feel, is about to go down. It's Woman in Love by Barbara Streisand. Any uh, opening remarks or shall we uh, hear a clip? I'll just say this song was written and produced by Bar uh, Barry Gibb. And uh, it was written uh, as part of a group of songs that he recorded with her for an album that she released called Guilty. There was a song called Guilty that he sang with her. The Barry Gibb influence is very easy to hear, even it if you don't know it's him. sure is. And uh, this was Barbara Streisand's final number one hit in the United States. It reached number one for three weeks in 1980. So that's, that's what I'd like us to be pondering as we hear this clip. Is that what's happening over and over again? Yep. Uh, I mean, I really struggled with this one. I don't know about you. Like, first of all, that opening, like, I mean, it is so, like, it, <laughs> get your fern frond out of my Chablis from the jump. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's awful, kind of, but it's great. Um, and this whole, like, Barbara comes alive thing. And like, if you see sort of pictures from this album and Barry Gibb is just like being Barry Gibb and she's like in the middle of an orgasm, I think. And they're maybe not on the total same page about what's <laughs> happening. I, I kind of feel like that's this song for me that because if a man were singing these lyrics, we would call the fucking cops I don't know if that's moist when it's a class E felony. Um, ah. I just kind of feel like it is obsessive 
the sexual awakening turned um, obsessive thought experiment lust coming from a female vocalist um, moist or is it just sexually awakened obsessive lust? And I, I think it's the latter. Like I, I dig this song. Um, I think there's a lot going on. It was fun to think about, but I just, I don't think it's that moist. 25, 16 points. Hey, that is, that is your right and privilege. Uh, I also love this song. I think this song is so ludicrous, but it's (laughs) ludicrous in exactly the right way. Like Barbara Streisand is not going to give you 10%. She's not even going to give you 90%. She's going to give you 130% on everything she does. And she will not be modifying her vocal choices to suit the genre of your music, sir. No, no, she won't. When she does a disco song with Donna Summer, she will, she will still be singing like Broadway belter. When mm-hmm. she does a weird, lusty, horny, tits soaking through my little t-shirt song with Barry Gibb, she will still be singing like a Broadway belter. Mm-hmm. The fact that Barbara Streisand will not change for anyone is so delicious to me that it makes me love this song even more. <clears throat> now, I have been waiting to talk about this song since before our first episode because I think it is one of the moistest songs in this entire group. And, and I've been thinking about it for weeks, Sarah. Okay, well, given that, given the axes that we were just talking about when it came to Leo Sayer, how yes. does that fit in? Because I don't, I don't think anyone's wrong. I'm just fascinated by your process. So walk me through. Yeah, that. and I've, I've honestly, like, my gut told me weeks ago that this is a very moist song. And I've just been trying to, like, hold that instinct up against our intellectual arguments. And I mm-hmm. think that they all are still, tr- I think that my instinct still passes muster, and here's why. For one thing, this is a song about deception of the self, okay? Barbara Streisand, I think, as is always the case with women in this season, this is the sound of a woman who wants to get fucked, who is trying to pretend like she's a different type of singer than she is. There's just something about this whole song. It's like, Barbara, just say that you want to sleep with him. You don't have to go through all of this rigmarole of recording this bedroom anthem that you don't even really have the right type of voice to sell. But it's like there's something so false and artificial about the performance that it turns back around into like she's just wrapping Scheherazade's scarves around herself at this point. Well, and yeah, because that's not her image. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. There's also the the self-consciousness of Barry Gibb's production style and those like Barry Gibb backing vocals layered for the <laughs> gods. I just think the whole thing has the image of a woman's bedchamber that has been sprayed with some sort of musk and you know, <laughs> trying to make the man feel at home even though all of the sheets are pink or whatever the fuck and are not even pink, but like blush. And I just think that this is the most performed version of late 70s femininity that I have ever heard. And that is what it's because it sounds like it's being sung by a woman from 1961. But she's trying. It's like when Ethel Merman did a disco record. It's like the same type of thing to me. And I think that that disconnection is makes it incredibly moist. 
And because also she is saying, I am super horny for you, but she's trying to make it sound smooth and feminine and like exotic. And there are no sharp edges, only delicate curves, Mr. Bond. Well, and, and also epic. Like, I am a woman yes. in love. Like, are you though? Because here's what's really going to happen. This is like when in the girls' bike club, when we were like, J- Jennifer Lopez has a fucking checklist and she will have it out by the bed and she will be checking things off during coitus. Like, yes, this is Barbara in quote love that it's like, let me, let me present this, um, ideal of seventies kind of easygoing feminine sexuality. And this is the least easygoing person ever. So incapable of being imperfect in a song that is trying to make it seem like she's having a spontaneous erotic moment. Yeah. Um, one of my notes was like, this is the point of view of the vagina dentata, basically. Not that there's anything, <laughs> anything wrong with that. I do feel you that she should embrace it. But you make an excellent point that this artifice from this artist in this genre is extreme and also extremely obvious and also confident. She thinks she's getting away with it. She's Barbara. Yes. So you've got confidence, you've got deception. Uh, the only thing that you don't have is like uh, wink, wink, nudge to adultery, but hey, you can't have it all. So for me, I ultimately put this song in sixth place. Wow. Downtown. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, nothing you said was incorrect. Oh, yeah, listen, we're both right and we disagree. Totally fine. Yeah, me, we, like Dave Mason, just disagree. Um, so I put it in sixth place, which gives it 35 points from me and the patrons put it, or the listeners, I should say, put it in 20th place, which gives it 21 points right on the border. Yeah. All right. Right at the bikini line. Okay. Wow. I, I mean, once you put it that way, it's very obviously moist, but I also, I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to change mine. I'm going to I'm going to stay where it is. We'll see. I mean, listen, that's and what is moist today may not be moist tomorrow to us. Moistness is are in the thighs of the beholder. <laughs> and we're recording today, so black letter law, get ready. All right. Last one. You're the inspiration by Chicago, not um like full of brass instruments, 60s stoner in the park, Chicago, but lavender satin ribbon, Peter Cetera, Chicago. You're the inspiration, I think was 1984. Yeah. It was right before he went solo with glory of love from the karate kid movie. So it was like, this was one of his very last hits with the band. And, um, I did not hear this song probably for 25 years before preparing this episode. I did not miss it at all, but <laughs> let this us... is actually the first Chicago song that I can remember consciously hearing out in the world because I was six years old when this song was a hit. And, you know, that's old enough to actually be paying attention to what your parents are playing in the car or whatever. Sure. And I didn't really know that who what Chicago was, but I can remember this song. And, um, yeah, it reached number three. And interestingly enough, it was in the top three, the same time that like a virgin was number one. 
which just goes to show you that a lot was happening in pop music at the same time in the mid eighties. Yeah. I mean, not that Madonna would ever come within, uh, within miles of a moisture countdown, but, uh, every now and then you, you really miss that tartness. Yes. Anyway, here's uh, Pete and the gang from the Second City with You're the Inspiration. So fun fact, Sarah, this song was originally written by Peter Satira and offered to Kenny Rogers, who's already appeared on the Scout Town, but Kenny Rogers turned it down. Uh, okay. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Yeah, I had the same feeling that I did about um, waiting for a girl like you from our last episode that there's something about like once you get far enough into the 80s like once you're around Reagan's the beginning of Reagan's second term mm-hmm. even a very moist or sats um like buying condoms from a gas station machine sound is is schmaltzy and saccharine without being moist in the way that we define it like there's there's just something about whether it's the you know reaganomics ethos whether it's the specter of hiv aids i don't know why this is but there is a um just a a, like shell like (laughs) like bad chocolate quality 
to this kind of song further into the 80s. I like the Foreigner song a lot better than I like this one. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. This just felt like, I mean, you could read it, I suppose, as in order for you to be my muse officially, we will have to bone um, in the champagne room. But I don't I don't know where that accent is coming from. But (laughs) I don't I don't think this is insincere. I just think it's I just think it's sentimental um, in all the sort of like cheap sentiment ways that do not particularly appeal to me about Cetera era Chicago. And this song was produced by David Foster, who produced all of those Peter Cetera Chicago hits. And he's just one of the smarmiest, most plastic people I have ever had the displeasure of watching an entire documentary about. Yeah. I mean, and like, look, I like crappy candy and Jordan almonds, but it's like, it's that Jordan almonds coating. Like it's not that deep. You're allowed to like it, but it's not that deep. I think in the late seventies, there was a lot more, um, sexual politics, emotional confusion, kinds of intimacy, getting confused for creative people who are just trying to figure out how not to cry themselves to sleep. That, is not present in 80s hits like this. So, um, 27, 14 points. There were things oh. that were less moist than this, but not many. And I put it in 26th place with 15 points. Nice. Because, yeah, it's all the all of the reasons that you just said. Also, you know, I don't know Peter Cetera personally, Sarah. He might be the world's greatest lover, but there's something about the way that he sings that to me is devoid of sex. And I'm not saying that Peter Cetera needs to be Prince, you know, and turn every gerund into something that makes me want to strip off my clothing. (laughs) But I just, when he sings, it is actually less sexy than I would think the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man would be singing this to me. I I don't know what it is about it. There's just something about the, like, the, the, the high, tinny quality of his voice that is to me, like, it actually stitches a little chastity belt right across me. So yeah. there's no way I was going to be able to put Peter Cetera in the top half of any canton like this. Yeah, no, I have to agree. Um, some of it for me is that, and you know, we saw like if any sort of hours worth of videos on MTV in this era, you were confronted with Peter Cetera in like 18 to 25% of the, of the hour. Yep. And there were people to whom 80s styling um was particularly unkind and he is uh, one of those people. So, um I mean He was not it, born to roll of the sleeves of a blazer up to the elbow. Let's just put it No. That and that like weird sort of rooster gel situation, that's that's not a hairline that begged for that (laughs) i mean and like bless and keep him really and i've never heard anything terrible about him i hope he's not a you know maggot that would be bad but um you know it just i absolutely agree with you that this is like technical uh, um smarm technical competence without it like anything that makes smarminess effective otherwise so yeah not not for me where did the listeners put this one well 
that being said by both of us, the listeners put it in ninth place. Oh, shots fired. I know. 32 points. But I'm going to tell you right now, by uh, us putting the song so low, it will not be factoring in any sort of major way in our final results to be revealed shortly. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, listen, we we all have our own idiosyncrasies. And uh, before we reveal the final, final rankings, Sarah, I wonder if there are any closing thoughts that you have about moistness in general. Uh, I think that I think that along the way um, and it may have taken us actually until our thoughts about Leo Sayer. So at the last possible moment, but as they say in baseball, that's why you play the games. I th- I think we did crack whether it's whether it's whether moisture is the term we want or not. I think we cracked what we were trying to identify and unpack about this era and subgenre of music and why it is so compelling and also so um sort of fringy and off-putting at times and at times it's both. And how how is the subgenre getting those things to take hands and why aren't certain artists like, why don't they qualify? And, yes. you know, did we just put Dolly Parton in this countdown so that we could listen to that song? Possibly. I regret nothing. Um, I, this was such an education for me in terms of continuing to develop how I talk about pop music um, and try to distill the emotions and reactions that it creates um, and make them verbal, which is sort of like the opposite of the point of pop music, but it's what we do. So that's where I'm at with it. Uh, This has been a fucking blast. I can't wait until next season, whatever it is we're doing, it's going to be the same kind of fantastic um, journey. I feel, Well, you know, what I have loved so much about it is that in getting to these criteria, we have also, I, forced ourselves to pay very careful attention to an entire period of music that we've been taught doesn't deserve any attention at all. Yeah. And I have found that very gratifying. Quite a few of these songs I had never heard before. A lot of these songs I hadn't thought about in this depth before. And, you know, to really get to hear and understand what Chevy Van is about, for instance, (laughs) I will not be the same. Yeah. Whether I that's mean, for the best, if, I don't know. If nothing know. else, we learn to center victims and believe women. Yes. And, Sigh. you know, being able to hear now and really understand that even though they might superficially sound like they're the same, Sister Golden Hair and Make It With You are not the same. No. And Make It With You and Summer Breeze even more seem like they might be superficially the same. They're not the same. And, and there's something very Nothing is the same as Key Largo. Right. Nothing. Bogey and Bacall, y'all. Thank God. I just I feel mean, like... Um, yeah, I I think you're really onto something with the fact that I think that a lot has been said and written about this, this area of music, all of which is done with some ironic distance. Right. And it's just like you, me, our listeners, and um, Stereo Gum trying to get at some shit about this era so yeah it's just been so satisfying i'm so glad that you had the idea for this season i'm so glad that we did it all right so uh there's going to be a whole lot of arithmetic 
going on. But before we do that, let us share everybody's top tens, by which I mean y'all's top ten, the listeners, Mark's top ten, and my top ten. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to start with, in alphabetical order, listeners, Mark, Sarah, we're going to go through each number. Starting at ten, everybody says they're ten, moving up to nine. Make sense? Even if it doesn't, it will in a second. So, Mark, what did the listeners have as their number 10 song in the America's Damn 40? All right. In the final accounting, the listeners had Dance With Me by Orleans at number 10. Huh. Yeah. Okay. They want you to open up your heart and dance with me. Now, I, Sarah, had my apparently new favorite band, because now I realize I hear them all the time, Dr. Hook sharing the night together at number 10. Huh, okay. And I had, hello. <laughs> it, it is Lionel you're looking for. He's at number 10. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, I also just want to note that at this uh, number of entries, when you are in 10th place, you get a whopping 31 fucking points. Yeah. So... Now, we already know that the listeners put Chicago in ninth place, and I, in ninth place, put Mr. Birdie Higgins in ninth place with Key Largo. Okay. Um, I, Babe, stayed in the top 10 for me. So nice. Sticks and Babe is my number nine. Nice. And then in eighth place from the listeners, we have, well, here he is again. Birdie Higgins with Key Largo, one place higher from the listeners. Huh. My number eight is How Much I Feel for You, Baby. How Much I Feel. Um, here's How Much I Felt for Lady. Yes. Put it in number eight. Now, I do want to just note Lady was my number 11. So we were also in agreement that that song is Moist AF. Mm hmm. And then number seven was I actually thought this was rather surprising from the listeners. In seventh place, they had Just When I Needed You Most by Randy Van Warmer. I don't think that's that surprising. That was just out of my top 10 at number 11. So Okay, okay, okay. Well, um, there, well so there you go. Now you know. And then in my, I keep thinking, oh, now I'm done. Nope. In seventh place, Sarah, after much gnashing of teeth and renting of breast. I did finally return Chevy Van <gasps> by Sammy Johns into the top 10. He landed ultimately in seventh place for me with 34 points. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that that is a little surprising to me. He's still clattering around in the bottom 10 for me. Um, my number seven is um, Not That Sweet, Baby James, Don't Let Me Be Lonely Tonight. Actually, Jimbo, I think I will because you seem kind of pissed off. Oh, so... That was, and that's your number seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. That one's for me. Um, <clears throat> clattering around in the bottom as well. So huh. that's the thing. We don't. We just disagree. Dave Mason again. Showing. <laughs> I mean, us we the actually did agree, but only about Dave Mason. <laughs> now uh, Ambrosia is back for the listeners now at number six with how much I feel, and uh -huh. then for me number six was as I've already mentioned today. Woman in Love by Barbara Streisand. That's 
That's really something. Um, my number six is rounding out the uh, Higgins Troika. That's Key Largo at number six for me. 35 yes. points. You know, this suggests to me that when we do the final tabulations, he might actually place higher than we would have expected just because he got general support from all of us. Yeah. All yeah. right. I mean, he, he's got 100 points, for instance, total. That's well, pretty fucking I, I moved some things around, like, in the 11 to 18 range. I, I wasn't feeling totally satisfied with everything. So we're going to see some shit, I think, in the final, the final accounting. Mm. All right. Well, I, and I will say that for me, Key Largo was one that moved in and out of my top 10 a lot across the course of the season. But when you get to this final episode and you're like, wow, this is for all of the soggy marbles, you yeah. really got to... You really got to make some choices that you can believe in. <laughs> it's true. You really do. Okay. Uh, number five is from the listeners, at least make it with you by bread. Uh-huh. And my number five is baby come back by player. Well, um, the, the plague of dance, um, <laughs> is visited upon us sometimes when we touch by Dan Hill. Mm hmm voice breaks and tell me again how many points that is that is 36 right even though i could have just sodden points for mr hill ah yes okay now in fourth place after we've been crying about touching i both the the listeners and i in fourth place put mr paul davis with cool night okay um i would urge baby to come back to number four, because that's where I had player in the final accounting with 37 points. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, I do think at this point it's interesting. Like, clearly, there are a group of songs that we're all shuffling around in the same general region. Uh-huh. Like, we've all clearly identified. That <laughs> and these that region is the genital region, <laughs> the pelvic that's region. That's right. That uh. region is currently hidden under some damp, white, Jordash jeans. <laughs> Don't touch that. Um, okay, so yes, that was your number four. Now, for me, no, for the listeners, I should say, their number three was your number five. Oh, right. And so was mine. So the listeners and I both in third place put Sometimes When We Touch by Mr. Dan Hill. Okay. And this is where I had How Much I Feel. Yes. Oh, you baby. That, that song is so fucking good. I'm I'm sorry I couldn't put it at number one, but look. <laughs> <laughs> that song really is very satisfying to listen to. I agree with you. It really is. Even that last verse where you're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so moist. You got to respect it. Got to respect it. Okay. Now, the patrons, the listeners, put Baby Come Back in second place. That means that this song never ranked below second for the listeners this entire season. I mean... The band is called Player. Yeah, I mean, come on. And for me, in second place, it was Make It With You by Bread. I just stand again by the title alone. That's completely fair. Uh, I had to put Cool Night in number two. By the late, great Paul Davis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) By the late, possibly great Paul Davis. I mean, Uh, uh, look, he he was great at this. I'm not sure how great being great at this is, but he was great at this. Sarah, I think that we have a rather astonishing result. 
I think we may have a perfect score. Do we have a consensus number one? I thought I'd about really it I'd really love a to lot. hear you tell us what it is. Um, I thought about it a lot, and I had to ultimately concede that there is no moister song than the original booty call of I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dan and John Ford Coley. The listeners also put the song in first place. And that's a moist hat trick or a shimmy hat trick, whatever you want to say. The the triumph of the Dans. Love it. I mean, it's just, I'm not talking about moving in. It's that, that what to go back to that we were saying about Leo Sayer, it is so confident to scan your words incorrectly. Yeah. And it's so skeevy and misleading and gross. And it's so, it's covered with that patina of false sensitivity. Uh-huh. It's, There's a warm wind blowing the stars around. Like, that's not what that warmth is. That's boner oh my god the reason i respect you is i don't want to talk to you again yes i I, like isn't it modern of me to just admit (laughs) that um you know it's fucking weather like the accuweather forecast 90 percent chance of my penis baby i didn't ask your last name because i respect you too much Mm -hmm. anyway that is a perfect scorer of 120 out of 120 points <laughs> for I'd really love to see you tonight. It's so now, moist means- it needed two guys to hold the song up because it weighs yeah. like 80 pounds. Amazing. Now that means when we come back from this little break, you won't be in much suspense about what the ultimate number one song is, but we'll still have fun getting there all the same. We certainly will. Stand by. ready it is time to unveil the legally binding now and forever permanently etched in stone top 40 all-time moistest soft rock hits we are gonna count them down you shadow and me peach <laughs> don't touch that are gonna are gonna count them down starting at number 40 uh, Operator by Mr. James Croce. Uh, it's a great song. It's been rattling around my head ever since we prepped that episode, but it's just, it's not moist. It's too much of a, it's got too much of a country flavor in the storytelling and uh, the listeners agreed. So yeah, that's in uh, 
40th place. And in fact, it ended up besting, if you want to put it that way, Here You Come Again by one point. So Dolly Parton actually not in the basement of this season, which I thought might happen. <laughs> she too. is, in fact, 39th with Here You Come Again. I don't think that any of us can disagree with that, however. So here she is. Yeah. And uh, just above Dolly, actually, it's a few points jump. Um, but this is like the true basement where you only ha- you don't even have 20 points total for these songs at uh, number 38 is Baker Street. And uh, again... Love the song. It's just not moist. Yeah. And then we do get a decently significant jump when we get to um, when we get to 37th place, which is uh, This Is It by Kenny Loggins. It's 22 points in 37th place. I mean, again, it's still like, well, who's going to remember that? Nobody. But still not. You know, we'll give it we'll give it to you there. Yeah. Uh, Another small jump up to 36th place summer breeze um this uh had the seals family in my rankings this was last um and then you know we'll we'll see who's first but uh the, the alpha and omega of these rankings for me is the seals family which is pretty funny but uh yeah summer breeze in 36th place and then in 35th place is william joel with <laughs> with just the way you are and um, I think that this, we've said all we can about Mr. Joel's contribution. I, I think we have. I am a little surprised that that didn't chart higher for any of us, but that's why we do these rankings. Um, I'm also a little surprised that Art Garfunkel's All I Know landed in 34th. I didn't think it was going to hold on to the top 10 after there were 10 songs, honestly, but I thought it would be in like the top 25, but no, it's 34th. Interestingly, it is the only song <clears throat> during this entire season that during one of the listener polls got zero votes. Hmm. So it rebounded in this last poll and got one vote. Oh, all right. Well. Yeah. And I actually, I don't hate that song. I've got to say, uh, it, it has stuck with me even after all these weeks. Um, number 33 is the Eagles with Best of My Love. And for those of you who might have seen me on Name that tune on Fox a few weeks ago. That was the other best of my love that I correctly identified on my way to winning a fuckload of money. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you you got to fit that in there. That's right. Um, got to fit that in there, they said on the Moist FM season. <laughs> yes, but without touching that because gross. Um, so, yeah, Juice Newton, I think, was at around this around this level Yep. Just like varying the proportions of volume. But uh, at number 32, it's Angel of the Morning by Juice Newton. Um, yeah, that's about that's about right, I think. Yeah. And uh, honestly, again, that song is great. But the fact that it even got that high, I'm like, well, it's better than I would have expected, really. Mm. Um, now, coming in at number 31, it's Hey 19 by Steely Dan. Still out there trying to make it seem intellectually cool to have sex with an underage girl. Yeah, we're not buying it. Um, Interestingly, this was ranked so much lower by listeners and you than it was by me. It wasn't my top 20 um, until the end because I just found it um, like repellently confident about its whole vibe. So, but uh, yeah, not confident enough to crack the top 30. So sorry about that, Steely. 
Um, number Bye, 30. Girl. <laughs> Can We Still Be Friends by Todd Rundgren. Um, I mean, he's not in the bottom 10, but apparently we can't. He's at number 30. Uh, and then do we have a lot of love for a lot of love? No. It's, in fact, at 29th with uh, a mere 41 points. Yeah, I do have a lot of love for the song. I just don't yes. think it's that moist. In this context, I should say. Yeah. Um, joining us at number 28 is one of the songs that we spoke about today for the first time, Wham Bam shang lang by, <laughs> I kept writing it Sliver. It's not Sliver. <laughs> it's Silver. Um, the one hit wonder. And it's really no wonder that it ranked where it did. Although it was a little surprising to me that it was this low. I didn't think it would be top 10. I didn't think it would be 28th. I do embrace the image of you driving over a cassette tape of this song in Canada, however. Yep. In Grimsby, Ontario. Canada just makes that stare, that story even better. Mm-hmm. Of course. Anybody could drive. You know, we've all driven over a cassette tape of 70s one-hit wonders in like Weehawken. Sure. But Canada, that's next level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had an active passport and you did this? Mm-hmm. I don't nice. play um, so next at 27th is I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John. Um, I feel, I'm okay with that. I feel like I get it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. I get it. Yeah, I get it too. And I also get that, uh, that We Just Disagree, another of the songs uh, that we talked about today, made its debut and also final rank at uh, 26. Um, it is pretty moist, but... You got some heavy hitters in this lineup, and uh, he wasn't cracking the top 20, old Dave Mason. Bless his heart. Uh, And then at 25, we have one of the many Peter Allen written tunes. This is Don't Cry Out Loud by Melissa Manchester. Um, I feel like 25th is pretty respectable for a song that we really had to find ways to discuss in terms of its barely there moisture. Yeah, no, I Although, agree. So that conversation did lead us to talk about what feminine moisture was allowed to be and how this sort of like, and then this, right, and then she was having a conversation with the woman from Chevy Van. Yeah. This song actually <laughs> engendered a really interesting discussion. So it I did. take it back. This is good. Good for you, Melissa Manchester. This is about where you deserve to be. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know if you're surprised by this, but uh, Foreigner notches uh, 24 ranking with Waiting for a Girl Like You. Um, I mean, if all it takes is to have the phrase make love in the lyrics, I completely get it. But yeah, I didn't think this was as moist as as some. Yeah, I mean, it's not in the top 20, which to me is important, Mm -hmm. but I'm surprised that it got this close to the top half. Yeah, same. Um, now, next, you are the reason, without a doubt, that Don't Let Me Be Lonely Tonight by James Taylor is as high as it is. But that's great. That's why all of our votes count. Uh-huh. Um, 23rd for James. Sweet baby James. Yeah. And uh, in 22nd, uh, my lucky number is, ironically, I'm Not In Love by 10CC, which I think I just assumed would be a top like dozen at least finisher Mm. and it just goes to show you when you really sit with these songs and think about like what do the lyrics actually say what is actually happening if you set aside the sound only i think this is about right for i'm not in love yeah i agree i think it is one of the most sonically uh adventurous songs on this countdown but that's not what we're talking about so good good work for you 10 cc at 22 Mm -hmm. now i will say 
I went so many places with my ultimate ranking for Sister Golden Hair, but both you and I had it in our top 20, and that helped it race all the way up to number 21, one, 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 one here on our final countdown. Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I think this is a little less subterfugionist than some, but I think this is a good place for it, sort of just outside the real conversation at number 21. Yeah, and I will say one of the songs I would most happily listen to again from this whole season. So there's there's that, at least. Mm. All right, Sarah, now we've made it to the top 20, the top half. If you've been following along at home and you're wondering where your favorites are, well, now you know. They made yep. it to the top 20. And it it does seem fitting to me that our number 20 song is Mandy by Barry Manilow because it's both extremely moist, but then not exactly moist. So right. for it to be right in the middle... Um, but also that Barry Manilow is, I think, highly associated with this format. Um, he should be in the top 20, I think, in some way. And so he is, just barely. But here he is, and he came and he gave without taking. Or he did. so he said. And, you know, should the song be called Manny? Yes. But it was a different time. So um, I am the reason that Chevy Van has made it into number 19, and I will take grim responsibility for that. Well, I mean, at least it's 19 and not like 16, so it's legal. Right, Strictly barely. speaking, this ranking, barely legal. Ugh. All right, well, I mean, Chevy Van, I think, was one of the most interesting conversations we had, and that alone, I think, earns it a top 20 spot. Um, here's another song from just today that's joining the conversation. You're the inspiration by Chicago is our number 18 song. Um, that's, I mean, that's all the listeners, right? Yeah. That's them putting it in ninth place. I am really surprised that, that you are the inspiration made it that high, but Hey, here we are. Yep. Here we are inspired indeed. Maybe not by that song, but you know, (laughs) it's a wide world. Now, number 17, cock-blocked somewhat by my fabulous (laughs) co-host. At number 17, it's Sharing the Night Together by Dr. Hook. Um, But that's all right. I I still got love for you, Dr. H. I mean, I love the song. I just didn't want to share the night with its moisture levels. So, yeah, you know, like I said, wide world. At number 16... Which, going in, this is another one that I thought was absolutely going to be a top three finisher for sure. But once you yeah. <laughs> once you put it under the moisture scope, <laughs> Dan Fogelberg's longer only hit 16. But that's pretty good. That's respectable. Okay, so at number 15, our highest ranking woman in the entire season. I think it's appropriate that it's Ms. Barbara Streisand with Woman in Love. Again, one of the songs we heard today. Yeah, that that makes sense. And honestly, after your spirited argument, I probably should have ranked it higher, but I didn't, babe. Ha, deal and, with that. Uh, yeah, babe is our number 14 hit uh, by Styx. I did not think, despite my continuing to rank it in the top 10, I think most of the season, I didn't think this was going to hang on at this high level, but it's hanging in at number 14. Oh, Dennis DeYoung. Did we know what we had when we had it? I, I think did we, we did. we too much and, time uh, on our hands? We asked for a towel. Okay, and at number 13, it's the highest ranking of the songs that we discussed today. It's Mr. Leo Sayer saying, when I need you, I write like a child 
who uses the bitten end of a crayon to compose his sad little love songs. Yeah, I really have some uh, I really have some questions about recency bias for for some of these. But you know what? It's black letter law now and there's just nothing we can do. Nope. But appeal to the Supreme Court, um, which I don't have any plans to do about our number 12 song, which is Lionel Richie's Hello. Um, I think that this is right on the line between moist and um, a class A misdemeanor. And um, so I think 12 is a good spot for it. Yeah, that way we don't have to answer to quite as many judges. Yeah. And oh, and the most disappointing place on any countdown, number 11. Just outside the top 10, it's Orleans with Dance With Me. But you know what? They held on strong. They did quite well for themselves. 11 is no shameful place to be. It's just not quite the top 10. But you know what? Orleans, we will dance with you. We promise. Just, we, you know, will. watch your hands. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they will. Don't, you know, you don't have to watch your hands as much as fucking Leo Sayer does, but... Yeah, th- this is another one that I thought that for me is like a, a top 10 or 12, but I didn't think it was going to hold with everybody else. So right. uh, good show. But now we're at the top 10 and uh, Arthur's theme by Christopher Cross. I didn't think this one was going to have that stick to because this was in no. our first episode and it's yeah. been it's been hanging in. Yeah, like you 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 are permanently stuck between the moon and New York City with this song. Yeah, you really are at number 10. And then at number nine, oh, Randy Van Warmer, your one hit was enough. It's all you needed. Just When I Needed You Most is, in fact, the number nine moist song of all time, which feels all right. I, I can accept that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so, too. And that uh, this is definitely one of those that it's like everybody was like, yeah, I guess. And then it sort of sneaks in, which is fine. Uh, Lady is our number eight song, uh, by Kenny Rogers, a, um, terrifying marriage of, of moisture orally and lyrically. Oof. Uh, written by Lionel Richie. So yeah. Um, Mr. Richie not fucking around when it comes to the top 12. All right. At number seven with 98 points, which is a lot of points, y'all. I just want to call that out. It's Make It With You by Bread. I do love this song, and it is, um, I don't know, actually, I don't know if I love it, but it is very moist to me. Anyway, we all think it's moist to one degree or another. Seventh place in the overall course of law rankings. Yeah, and this is another one that uh, Buncey dragged it down. It probably should have been top five, but uh, not this time. Key Largo, a late entry to our list, I will add. But once we yes. discovered it, we couldn't seem to leave Key Largo. And it, I don't think, ever left the top 10 either. Technically, it's our number six song. And it's the first in our uh, in our rankings that got triple digits in terms of points. 100 and points I do, exactly. I am glad that you brought up that it was a song that almost wasn't even in the countdown. Now, here it is, number six. Never give up on your dreams, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Bogey and Bacall didn't. Um, number five is How Much I Feel. Oh, for you, baby. Ambrosia, you belong in this top five. I absolutely agree. I think this is a good good placement for this song. Yep. And uh, this, as we get into the top of the rankings, looking at the spreadsheet, like the the numbers are getting way closer together. And there is a definitely a communal feeling about these songs. Um, as well as 
uh, the infestation of dance. <laughs> the march of dance begins at number four with sometimes when we touch somewhere, Dan Hill's voice is breaking, but we hope that this time it's with joy because he is the fourth dampest song of all time. Um, and at number three, it stormed into our first episode in first place and it refused to give up its position of dominance. It's baby come back by player. Uh, we will keep coming back to you, baby, if we're talking about moist-ass songs. Okay, uh, where it all began, truly, like f- 400 episodes ago, when we talked about the problematic sexual politics of Paul Davis, one of those songs was Cool Night, and talk about storming into the top five and never leaving. It really didn't. Uh, cool Night is our consensus number two song. Um, I'm not necessarily going to let it hold me by the firelight, but I got to respect its moisture because that song's not fucking around. I mean, this is a song that does epitomize the love rug as a concept. It it really does. That's that's where you're listening to it. That's where the action in the song is happening, as it were. But, I mean, this number one, this perfect score. I mean, Sarah, it... It is a perfect score at the. It's had a perfect score, I think, for multiple episodes now. Mm-hmm. But you know, like we said when we revealed this a few minutes ago, you can't fight with the truth. The <laughs> truth is the truth, and the truth is that this song is so moist that I've actually had to buy and replace several shower curtains just while I've been thinking about it. Oh yeah, no, I am wearing an outfit that is entirely packets of damp rid, and it's still not. It's still not helping. So I'd really love to see you tonight by England, Dan and John Ford Coley. You are hereby declared the moistest soft rock hit of all time. And I would just like to thank not only you, Mark, for your valiant um, arithmetic and spreadsheet work and also for um, plunging into the valley of the shadow of damp (laughs) for Ah. this stupid idea that really became kind of a kind of a study um but also you listeners everyone who voted everyone who listened everyone who um got on the memory went into the memory palace (laughs) accompanied by various dance uh we really appreciate it we had a blast we hope that you did too and uh next season i'm not actually totally sure what we're talking about but it's going to be kind of the same format and we're hoping that you will come along for the ride and vote and suggest hits for us because we couldn't do this without you truly it was such a joy to have you all participating with us and uh i sarah just want to echo what you've said i have so loved this format i have really enjoyed talking with you about these songs what a what a ride I, it's true. Um, and I'm not sure who the bogey and who the Bacall is in this situation, but it's probably best not to think too deeply on it. So um, thus endeth the America's Damn 40 season. Let's just climb into that uh, Chevy van and the fuck out of here. This is Shadow saying goodnight, ladies.
Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkandSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah with an H, talkaboutsongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. And every time I look at you, you'll be who I want you to. And I'll do what I can do to make a dream or two. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. They talk, talk, talk about, talk about songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.